Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk podcast. I am your host, Elena Jakes, and today I just wanted to talk about all the reality TV I've been watching this week and recap it all because I have so many opinions, so many thoughts just boiling up in my head and I have to get them out. They're not that deep. um, They're not that serious, but um, I just have to talk about it. So we're just going to do a little episode today. Okay, so to kickstart this off, we're going to talk about The Bachelor because that happened 10 years ago on Monday, um, and it was Hometown Dates. So Hometown Dates are my favorite episodes to watch because I really get an idea of like what these people are like, where they came from, what their parents are like, kind of like, you can kind of, I don't know, see them be more vulnerable because they're with their family, um, and I just love them so much. So, and then also I think it's so fun that they get to plan the day rather than like the bachelor or the bachelorette planning the day. I think that's kind of fun. So, um, let's just get right into it. Okay. So Hannah Ann was the first date, um, and hometown date that we saw. So she, um, what did they even do? I can't even remember. Oh, they went to the axe throwing place. Okay. I have to go to one of these places because that just looks like so much fun. Um, so they did that. Peter wrote her a poem, a letter about like all the things that he loves about her. And I think it was really, really cute. But like, if you go back and watch that, or maybe you noticed this like I did, but Hannah just seems so uncomfortable. Hannah's just like faking that smile through it. She's like, wow, that was so cute. And I'm like, you don't even like him. You can really even see it on her face. And so that just kills me because obviously at the end of that hometown date, we see him say, I love you to her. And that just makes me so upset because we know nothing about her and yeah she was like having a good time on the date and it was cute and whatever but like I just we don't know anything about Hannah Ann so I'm just so confused um obviously she is gorgeous and um she's very very nice I'm not gonna say she's not a good person but like I just we don't know anything about her and I think that she comes off a little bit fake that's just my opinion um, so moving forward, we went to her house. We meet her mom, her dad, her sister, and I think her brother, I think her brother was there. Does she have a brother? I can't remember, but her sister was there. And honestly, I think this is the kind of the moment that we see Hannah open up a little bit, or I'm not even sure if she opened up, but her sister just really let loose and she started crying. She just thought Peter was so cute because he wrote this letter. And this goes back to like how men treat women a little bit. I think like Yes, him writing her a letter was really, really sweet, but, like, it's just a small little gesture. I don't think it was, like, groundbreaking, and for her sister to, like, cry a little over it was, it kind of caught me off guard. I was, like, men just need to treat women better. Like, if this is what we're, like, freaking out about, like, let's do better, gentlemen. Um, Then we meet her dad, and... (laughs) I was cackling. Like, I was laughing so loud at the fact that her dad, so her dad does the interview, and he's just like, we are so excited. No, I can't even, he, I don't know. He was just like, we're so excited to meet Peter. We're just really happy for them. But his facial expression, his facial expression really made me understand Hannah a little bit more because, like, you could see just, like, the pain in his eyes and he just was, like, not having this at all. But, like, he has to be polite and say this kind of thing in an interview. So, I just thought that was hilarious. Um, and he was just like, please don't tell my daughter you love her unless you're totally for sure, which I completely understand. I can't imagine being a dad and your daughter goes on The Bachelor and dates this guy for two seconds and then, you know, could potentially be engaged to him like, but also he's dating, you know, all these other women. So 
I never really fault the dads when they say things like this. Like, you're kind of a little upset because you're like, maybe you favor this person and you're like, the dad is ruining it. But honestly, I really don't blame them. So he took that to heart, but then he says it in the driveway right before he leaves anyways. Okay, and then moving forward, we go to meet Kelsey's family. We go to Iowa, and I just love Kelsey. And I probably wouldn't have said that earlier in the season because obviously she's the champagne girl. She whined about like Hannah popping her champagne bottle with Peter. And it was just like dragged out nonsense drama for a few episodes. And I just didn't really like her. Um, But I don't know, throughout the, you know, the episodes, I'm really getting to understand that like Kelsey is actually really here for the right reasons. Unlike I think the three other girls. And I don't know. I just really like her. And I think she got, you know, shit on a little bit because she cries a lot. But like, I mean, I, I, okay, I'm going to, I'm a little emotional. I don't think I would cry as much as, no, I I wouldn't cry as much as Kelsey, especially because I'm on TV and I would probably just like subconsciously hold that in. Um, But I can't imagine the emotion she feels for him. And obviously that shows that, you know, she really, really does care about Peter. So don't blame her for crying, but I don't know. She really reminds me of, like, an OG Bachelor Bachelorette contestant. Like, I started watching, I'm going to totally butcher his name, but I started watching back back in high school. I started watching back during Ben's, see, I can't, Ben Flagenic, oh my gosh, Flagenic, oh, see, I have no, season 16, Ben, he had, like, shaggy hair, he was, like, not your typical like bachelor. I don't know. That's when I started watching and like social media was obviously not as big as it is now. So like when bachelorette contestants go on the show or bachelor contestants go on the show, you know, they come off and they have all this following they get, you know, ad deals with people, brand deals, and they can really, you know, become a popular, you know, socialite. But like back then that really wasn't the case. And, um, these people were genuinely going on the show to find love. And yeah, I think people still do that, but it's definitely in every single person's head that maybe when they, you know, get kicked off, they can still have opportunities afterwards. But I don't know. Kelsey just doesn't seem like that kind of person. And this might also seem a little petty. And I think other people were talking about this too, but like, if you go to Kelsey's Instagram, see, this is going to sound so bad, but if you go to Kelsey's Instagram, like, you know how everyone has, not everyone, but a lot of people have like a flow to their Instagram or they have like the same filter for every, you know, photo they post and it all kind of like matches and it's like cute and like the aesthetic is just there. Kelsey is just like a girl that posts photos when she has a good time. She posts photos with her family. She posts photos with her friends. She posts photos when she looks good on stage because she was a pageant queen girl. What? I don't know what she was. I guess Miss Iowa. I don't know. But like she just does whatever she wants and like I just feel like she's genuinely there for Peter. And I loved the date they went on. They, like, went to a winery and they, like, the smushed the grapes with, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't really like to see that. That's honestly very gross to me. But, like, the idea is there. The idea was cute. Whatever. We meet the family. The family just seems so genuine. And, like, the stepdad was like, you know, I really feel for you and I'm going to be there every step of the way. And, like, if he breaks your heart, I'm going to be there for you. And I was just like, oh, my God, my heart. So, I don't know. I just really enjoyed that date. Okay. So, then moving to Maddie. Madison. So we go to Auburn, Alabama, and we go to the university. We see um, Charles Barkley like makes this little clip and was like, "We love him. We love Madison. Like, don't hurt her. We love her. She's a great girl. You're so lucky." Blah blah. 
And oh my God, this part kills me. So like they do the basketball drills and she's got like two of the basketballs in her hands and she's like doing the dribbling drills. And then like Peter is completely like screwing it up and just was making a fool of himself. And I thought that was hilarious. Um, and also we just got to see like a different side of Madison because, you know, she's all pretty. She wears all these dresses, but then you actually get to see like where she comes from. And I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was super fun. Um, and so then they talk about like, how, you know, her dad is, like, you know, her best friend, and they, you know, she's basically, like, prepping him to, like, meet the family, so then they go meet the family, okay, and I remember, like, watching this, I was, like, damn, these houses are gorgeous, but apparently Madison's house was not her house, and some people said it was Charles Barkley's house, but I don't think that, I don't know, it could have just been a rental, but I'm not sure, And this topic comes up a lot because apparently this is not anything new. I remember last year on Colton season, Kaylin, um, Kaylin is from Fredericksburg and that's a few hours from me and she rented a house. And I remember thinking when they, and we didn't obviously know that. I think we found this information out after the fact, but I remember watching her and Colton like standing on, um, I don't know, standing over this balcony and it was like a home video, like a projector, a projection of like a home video was like on the wall and they like stood over it and watched it and it was like really cute. They had like an interview playing over it and it was like so adorable, whatever. But I was like, there's no way that that's her house. And then yeah, come to, come to find out that really was not her house. So I think people do that. Um, I remember Jason Tarik, Tartik, oh my gosh, I cannot do people's last names today. Um, Caitlin Bristow's boyfriend right now, um, He, like, put on Insta story basically that um, his house was a rental for hometowns because his family's all over the country, and he's from Buffalo, and he wanted to have a a house in Buffalo, Um, and I kind of understand that, but I don't know. I just find that very interesting. So, anyways, back to Maddie's house. It was beautiful. Who knows who actually lives there? Um, We meet her two sisters who just really kiss the ground she walks on, um, and her beautiful mother, oh my goodness, and her dad. And I found this, the little, like, tradition, the plate tradition kind of cute and endearing, and um, obviously it's going to be Madison because then Peter, like, gets to, I was, like, rooting for Peter because everyone goes around the table and they're like, I love Madison because this and this and this. And then I was like, all right, Peter, like, here's your time. This is how you prove yourself to the, to her parents. Like, here you go. And he went off and it was so cute. I really liked it. I really liked them together. You can tell that there is actually something there. So I don't know. I'm excited. She, um, hasn't really told him that she's a virgin yet. And then I, I, I don't know how I feel about this because obviously that is her decision. Um, and I totally respect that decision. Absolutely. But I can't figure out if I'm like upset that she hasn't said anything yet, or if I don't blame her for not saying anything yet, because if you think about it in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, the bachelor is how many months? Like it's like two months. I don't know. That's probably not accurate, but it's a short amount of time. So I'm like, I mean, she's not, I don't know. Like, she doesn't have to tell him yet. But in the in the Bachelor world, I'm like, it's a little late to not say anything because now you're going to go to Fantasy Suites if you make it to top three. And what are you going to do then? And obviously, the previews, we know she's, like, giving him ultimatum. Like, if you sleep with anybody else, you know, I'm going to leave or whatever she says. So, I don't know. This is going to get interesting for sure. So, now I want to get into the Victoria Fuller hometown date because Jesus. So... 
we see Victoria this entire season just breaking down for no reason, starting fights with Peter for no reason, getting insecure for no reason, pretending to be shy for no reason. Like, I just, I want to like Victoria so bad. I don't know if other people feel that way, but I am just like, Victoria, please. Like, I feel like you're a good person deep down. Like, please stop being like a fool. Like, you're just sabotaging sabotaging this for yourself. Like, I don't understand what your issue is. But then we see her and Peter and her dog. Like, they're frolicking on the beach, and it just looks so fun. She's in her element. Like, she just seems like she's just relaxed. And I'm like, great. This is going to be a great, or a great hometown date. Perfect. Then, I don't know how she pulls this off. I'm sure producers were involved. But Hunter Hayes is there to perform for this, like, small group of people. And it was so cute because Peter's like, I love Hunter Hayes. Oh my gosh. I just don't know how many men actually really enjoy Hunter Hayes. I thought that was so funny. So they're singing the song and what a fitting song. The, the song was like, I think it's called I Want Crazy. I love Hunter Hayes, by the way. But yeah, I was like, I, I want crazy. And I'm like, okay, well, if you want crazy, she's standing right in front of you. So that's fitting. But yeah, so the, the date goes really well. Um, she leaves with her producers, he leaves with his producers, um, and they're probably about to go do interviews or whatever they have to do, and this girl approaches him and was like, Peter, and oh my gosh, he gets so excited to see her, I guess it was an ex-girlfriend from like a couple years ago, and, um, he gets so excited to see her, he's like, oh my goodness, they talk about, like, she's like, did you get this jacket at Express where I used to work, you know, like, making funny jokes about, like, their past I don't know I thought it was cute um how like happy he was to see her and then she just drops a bomb on her and basically says that she's broken up relationships and she's not a good person they used to be friends but she's done all this crap and like his face just drops like he just literally looks like the life got sucked out of him and I totally felt so horrible for him so they talk a little bit. He goes back to the car. He doesn't know what to do. Then when he meets Victoria at his house, at her house, he asks her about it. Okay. And this is what I want to talk about. So, so he asks her about it. He just, he, he wasn't, all he does is say like, this is what happened. I'm explaining the situation and just kind of let it be open-ended. And Victoria completely flips on him, completely flips on him, makes Peter feel like he's the one that did something wrong, that he's ruining the night, um, that this is all his fault, basically just snaps at him. And that broke me. I was like, um, ma'am, please back it up. Let's talk about what's actually happening here. Um, and I just felt so bad for him. Like he just sat there and was just so confused why it's now his fault they bicker. They're literally on the steps of her porch. Like, the mom could have just easily opened the door and just stopped this whole thing. That's what killed me about this. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I found this very, very, very sad. Um, basically, like, projecting, you know, all of this onto him was horrific. Um, and it really made him doubt himself for a second. You can kind of see, like, He's like, wait a minute, am I the bad person in this situation? Like, no, Peter, you're not. Like, she's literally crazy. So she storms off. They have this conversation, and then they eventually end it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was so easy. Like, finally, she's gone. She left. No, she shows back up at his door the next day. They talk it out. I don't really know what he sees in her at this point because there was just so many red flags in his face. I can't even describe it. Like, 
how can you see anything but red flags? That just totally gets me. So I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, actually, I do know what, what happens because then there's the rose ceremony. So then, huh, so then we get to the rose ceremony. And of course, it's in an airport like every other date, group date, rose ceremony is in an airport. How many times have we seen airports this episode, this season? Anyways, so um, I knew they were going to do this. They just emphasized Victoria's fight so much that I felt like he was still going to pick her. And that's exactly what he did. And he sent the only real person that was there for him home. And I'm pissed off. So Kelsey is no longer there. I'm upset. Could she be the bachelorette? I'm not sure. I've heard things about maybe them going to older seasons and finding someone that is, you know, still single and is a fan favorite, like kind of pulling like an Ari or a Nick Vile. So I'm not really sure what the deal is. Um, but then right before the episode ends, Maddie pulls him aside and was like, Peter, can we talk? So I'm not really sure. I think this may be with a point where he, she tells him that she's a virgin and she doesn't want him to sleep with anyone else, but I'm also not positive And I feel like that's a weird time to say it. But also, no, I guess it's not a weird time to say it because I'm not sure who goes first. So he could have a date with Hannah Ann and then Maddie and he could have already slept with Hannah Ann. So maybe she's just trying to get this out of the way so that he doesn't do anything with anyone else. Um, (laughs) All right. So then we see previews for the upcoming episodes and I am shook. I think so. I have a theory And I know there are a ton of theories out there, like, he ends up with a producer, or, like, some people even said Hannah Brown comes back, and I'm just, like, I don't think that's the case, because Hannah Ann literally, or I'm sorry, Hannah Brown was literally just talking about how she has yet to be accepted to Raya, like, she literally had an Insta story a few nights ago, and, like, was saying how she's, like, on this dating app. Anyways, I don't think it's Hannah, or Hannah Brown, but I do think, like, maybe Maddie leaves, and... Um, because she finds out that he slept with someone, but then, like, that's the only person that he really was going to, like, propose to and really sees himself with, but then he has to decide between Victoria Fuller, Jesus, and then Hannah Ann, like, oh my god, those are just, like, I cannot believe this, but anyways, he has to decide between the two of them, even though he really wants Madison, then right before he gets down on one knee, Chris Harrison's like, Madison's back, because remember how he goes up to her after, or he goes up to Peter right before that's what it seems like because they're both in the suits they're both like I don't know I just feel like it's right before the engagement and so I feel like Madison's like wait we had something I don't blame you for sleeping with anyone else I don't know so let me know what you guys think because I'm just so curious of what happens like does Peter even end up with anyone that's another thing not sure um so yeah all right so we are gonna move on to Vanderpump rules now Okay, so this season has been really interesting and it's probably one of my favorite seasons thus far because I just love the aspect of seeing people in homes and like married and then also still getting that sir waitress vibe. So I just, I don't know, I, I really like it and I was skeptical at first about them bringing new people on, but I'm, I don't know, I'm warming up to people especially, oh my goodness, please tell me you guys agree, but Dana is everything, like everything. Dana comes in just like not even guns a blazing, but like I don't know, just with a good head on her shoulders. She knows what's right, she knows what's wrong, she knows what she likes, and she's just like not afraid of like the bullshit. So I just really respect her. 
Um, I don't really know how I feel about her and Max. I just don't really like Max. Um, not sure if that's an unpopular opinion or not. I just think he's kind of a, a little player and he just literally, like Dana just fell into his lap. That's how I feel like that happened. I feel like he got really lucky and he, I don't know, he might mess this up. I think he might mess this up, but I mean, whatever, Dana, did, you can do whatever you want. And I also respect the fact that, um, what is that manager's name? I can't think of it, but she was in the like neon mesh suit. Can't think of her name, but she and Sheena were like, you really need to be careful like about Max, you know, like saying that he's just like such a player and whatever and like sleeps with all these women. And she was like, well, I want to find that out for myself. Like, I respect that. Um, obviously, I would be cautious, but like I still respect it. So she's just doing doing her living her best life. And I just love that. Like when Jax met her. Um, he didn't really remember her from like that hotel room from the season before, but that's totally fine. Like they were all drunk. It's whatever. But he just was like, I like you, you know, like he, she won him over in literally a matter of minutes. And I love that. And then also seeing her sit down with Katie and Stassi at Peter's birthday party. Like you can just tell that they also really like and respect her. And like, they never like new people. Like none of this cast likes when new people come in, but Dana has won everyone over minus Sheena. Cause Sheena is just whatever. I just, I'm loving it. I'm just loving it. Um, okay, but this episode gets a little bit crazy because obviously Brittany and Jax get married and I'm so excited to see the actual wedding on TV because I follow every single one of these people on social media and I feel like I was there, but I want to um, see it for myself and also Lance Bass um, marrying them is iconic. Um, but I guess we should get into why Lance Bass is now marrying them. So basically, um, Brittany is from Kentucky and Brittany has a family friend whose father is a pastor and that's just been the pastor that like she's had growing up. So naturally she's going to pick him to marry her and Jax. Um, but I guess it basically came out that he, you know, was posting all this stuff back in 2015 and all, you know, a few years ago saying that, um, people that are gay are just like sinning and all this terrible, terrible, terrible stuff about, um, people that are gay, transgender, um, what have you basically saying that they're just horrible people and just trashing them like super homophobic comments um disgusting and Vanderpump Rules like was posting like screenshots of like what he was saying and I was just disgusted it was terrible um but Brittany and Jax both had no idea that this was the case I think Brittany said that she found an older post from years ago and just that was the only thing that she saw so she asked him like straight up like do you still feel this way? Is this how you feel? And he was like, oh no, like, and, and, and in her mind, like that's her squashing it. Like that's her, um, you know, confronting the situation, figuring it out. And then they still ended up, you know, having him marry them. But then Lisa Vanderpump and Ken were talking about it and they gave them a call saying that like, he's still been posting stuff, like very recently been posting stuff. And so they, um, took it back into their own hands, call, gave him a call. Actually, no, she didn't want to call him because she was so scared, but she texted him. <laughs> That's so uncomfortable, but I just feel for her and I feel her. I feel for her because this is her family friend. These are people that she grew up with and now she has to basically say like, no, you can't come to my wedding. You can't marry us. And I just feel like that's such an awkward position to be in. Um, and I mean, it all works out in the end. Like I said, Lance Bass like marries them. That's amazing like who would have thought that's hilarious um but I don't know and obviously this stuff gets brought up um later at Peter's birthday party because Sandoval goes up to Jax like why did it take Lisa to 
you know, get a new pastor. Like, this is ridiculous, basically. Jacks didn't even give him the time of day, stood right up, left the conversation. It's like, at this point, like, Sandoval, why do you have to bring it up? Like, it's been taken care of. He's not doing it anymore. Like, I don't understand his motive there. And I get, like, Ariana is, like, bisexual and obviously she was heated about it. Like, you saw, like, her and Lala talking about it and um, feeling bad because they didn't want to really tell Brittany how they felt. But, like, it's making them uncomfortable because, like you know, they're bisexual and this just is, I mean, even if you're not bisexual, gay or whatever, like this is just still like the things that he says, horrible stuff. So I don't know, but I just felt for them. I felt for Jax and Brittany because they already had squashed the situation. They did what they could. Like they didn't know as much as like everyone else had seemed to know. So they say, so it's like, why bring it up again? Like I just was like, just drop it. It's none of your business anyways. It's not your wedding, you know? So Huh. Anyways, um, so then we get to see, like, this beautiful bridal shower, and, like, Brittany is just, I, who, like, I don't know anyone that doesn't like Brittany. Like, Brittany is just an angel. Brittany can do no wrong. Like, Brittany puts up with Jack, so literally an angel, um, and she's just, like, obsessed with princesses, and so obviously Stassi, Katie, and everyone gets, like, those Disney princess people to, like, dress up and come to the bridal shower, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, and she loved every minute of it. It was super cute. And I just loved seeing, like, Katie decorate the house and everyone just act so grown up and decorate a house. Like, Katie was like, I love having a house because I get to do things like this. And I just was really happy for everyone. And then later she gets shit on for having princesses at her, at her bridal shower, like, on social media. And you see her break down at Peter's party. And I just felt so bad for her. But, oh, he is going to hate, right? Um... I kind of want to get into this James Raquel conversation because <sighs> so James is somebody that is very reactive. He is manipulative and I think that he is not in a good place in his life and Raquel being with James is really just like I don't know. She just lets him take advantage of her in a lot of situations and she really just like lets things go and I cannot stand to watch it it breaks me inside she is being manipulated constantly by him she is being degraded by him constantly and you even see it in this in the scene like basically about how um peter like uninvites james or says like james can't come to his party but like peter and him aren't even friends so i don't really whatever that's besides the point but um Raquel was still invited and Raquel was like well I think I was gonna go and then James was like why would you go if I wasn't invited like that's ridiculous like you better stand by my side blah 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 and then says like I mean you can still I don't know it was just like so back and forth so manipulative he just walks all over her and then like the season or the episode before where he screams at her for not even being at his set like I don't know <sighs> Raquel is just like, Raquel, you got to leave, girl. Like, this is just not a healthy relationship in the slightest. Like, you need to leave. Next, I want to get into Below Deck. Um, this, I just watched their reunion part two. And first of all, I just have to ask, like, I would love to know why we are still doing the Below Deck reunion in the watch what happens live set like like why are we still like what can they have their own set like i mean southern charm gets their own set like vanderpump rules gets their own set 
I don't know why we're still in that tiny watch what happens, whatever. Anyways, so this one, this reunion, we see Ashton really break down a little bit and he's apologizing to Kate for all of his behavior. He like grabbed her, tried to kiss her, and then also just like he would just get drunk and say a lot of stupid shit. So he was really apologizing and I felt like it was very genuine. Um, he even said that he stopped drinking, which later in the reunion he says like was last month, um, which seems a little bit less credible, but also like I'm not gonna like say anything on that because he's doing what he feels like is best for him and I'm not gonna comment on that but um I don't know I just felt like he was really remorseful I really respect him like saying that after watching the season he really wanted to change who he was as a person and that didn't really reflect who he is and so that's how I feel about that um okay and then I really need to just say like Captain Lee and Kate's relationship is something very intriguing to me um, obviously they've been doing Below Deck for a couple seasons now and they're pretty much the OGs of Below Deck, but I don't think that means that anything Kate does can, you know, be let go so easily. I think Captain Lee lets her get away with a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, and in this past season we saw her like throw like the people, um, the crews like clothes on the floor right in front of Captain Lee and Captain Lee didn't say shit about it. And I just think that's not okay, but I want to say this. I watched like a, I don't forget what it's called, like after the show or something. Bravo does this YouTube series now with um, like the housewives and um, everyone on these shows like Below Deck and whatever. And Captain Lee and Kate did one together and basically said like, I guess Captain Lee's son passed away. And as soon as Kate heard about it, like she flew to Captain Lee. She was there for the funeral. She was there for Captain Lee's wife. Like she was just there without even questioning it. And so like since then, Captain Lee was like, like, Kate's my girl, and actually, Kate had left this set at this point, like, she went to go do something, I'm not, I'm not sure what, why she left, I can't remember, but, um, the producer just kind of kept asking Captain Lee questions, like, why do you think, like, you, you know, let things go with Kate so much, and that's what he said, he was, like, she was there for me and my family in a time of need, and, like, didn't even question it, and, like, she just continues to be, like, a great friend, so I kind of get, like, the bias there, because after something like that, like, you look at her in a different light, I totally get that, but at the same time, like, you still have a whole crew that you need to show the same amount of respect and dignity for, and I just feel like he was not doing that this season, and on this reunion, he's completely shitting on all of the men, like, Kevin, he was giving crap to, Ashton, Brian, Tanner's kind of irrelevant right now, but yeah, and I just felt like you were so on the wrong side of this fight. Like, you're just so out of line, and I just couldn't take it anymore. He even, like, leaves and gets up because, like, I think that honestly was the moment that he realized he was, like, literally in the wrong. He's never going to admit that, but what can you do? Um, all right, but Below Deck Sailing Yacht, like, okay, I was really nervous about this season because we've never seen it on a sailboat. Um, I mean, this is, like, not your typical, like, everyday sailboat, like, Charlie St. Cloud sailboat. This is, like, a nice sailboat. Um, and I do, I am loving this season. I love the crew. I think they all mesh really well together. I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics with, like, Pageant and Sierra, Sierra, um, dating. And the fact that, like, the two of them and the captain were on the boat for, like, eight months by themselves, and then, like, the rest of the crew gets on and nothing is done, like, had me dead, um, but whatever, um, Adam and Jenna, Adam is a chef, and Jenna is the, um, chief stew, and I really love their relationship, like, just friendship right now, like, I think they, like, were gonna hook up or something this last episode, but then they didn't because she was too drunk, I don't know, 
but their friendship I really really like and you don't really see like a good relationship with like the Chiefs do and the chef on these on these seasons because I mean I'm not sure why well I can tell you why because one of them was Kate and she just is like Kate is Kate um and then Hannah from like below deck med she just they're both they're both very like opinionated and I think Jenna is too but I don't know I just am really liking the Adam Jenna relationship they just seem to really be meshing well and they seem it's they seem like it's like them against everyone else like they're just a team and I just love that so I'm just like really looking forward to seeing where this goes um I think um the other um interior girls georgia and oh my gosh i'm blanking on her name oh madison um georgia and madison are the other um interior girls and i just really like them right now i think they're just both they're just all chill like i don't know this group is just so fun to watch i'm just really liking it so far and also the captain like the captain does stuff that's why i also don't like captain lee because captain lee is just so old school in the sense of like he's the captain he's not gonna lift a finger whereas like the um captain on the sailboat or the sailing yacht is just so hands-on like he's bringing the provisions on board he's hoisting himself up to the sail to fix the i can't even say what it is like i'm not even gonna the donkey thing like i'm not gonna say what that is if you know you know but um like he's just doing all this stuff hands-on he's with the crew like he's so relaxed he trusts the crew. I'm just, this is a great start to the season, so I'm very excited. Okay, so now we're going to get into Jersey Housewives because what a freaking episode this was. So, can I just say, this is probably my favorite episode thus far. Um, the husbands and the wives all go to the Jersey Shore, and we kind of saw a little bit before, but um, this is just like a continuation of their little vacation. I am just in love with these husbands. Like, I'm not really a fan of most husbands on the housewives, just because, well, one, we don't really see much of them, but two, I don't know, I just don't, I don't love them as much. I think these husbands are hilarious. I cackle when I, like, watch them. Like, they're so funny. Frank and Tanya cannot get enough. He's so funny when he like said something a few episodes ago about Jennifer and like getting the security deposit back. I lost it. Like just hilarious stuff. Um, Bill Aiden, like uh, the plastic surgeon is like getting so drunk on this episode. It was basically like, I mean, Jennifer said it herself, like, is this a fraternity? So the, the husbands, they go on this like deep sea fishing trip on this boat for the day while the girls do whatever they do. And everyone is basically like come on bill like they're all taking shots like right out of the bottle like vodka they have tito's and patron so like literally joe gorga takes at the same time like a shot of tito's with patron that's disgusting but here we go um they're all just taking shots they're all just like having a good time i mean the fishing didn't really go well they all just kept pulling out like tiny fish or just like losing the bait but like not the point like they just were having such a good time i love how like they get on each other for stuff and like they'll bring up a little bit of the women's drama but then they just don't actually care at all and it's just it's great to watch so yeah they get bill really really drunk they literally had to carry him like all six five of them i don't know all of the men had to basically get like a pot of a part of his body and carry him up the stairs and into his bed and it was hilarious um 
and then we see basically Melissa right before like the big party that Dolores is throwing at the house like Melissa um is like crap like I have to go meet Danielle and so okay so let me just so the Danielle thing like basically I'm assuming Melissa this is what I'm thinking when I'm watching Melissa is gonna go tell go tell Danielle that she doesn't want to be around her anymore and neither do all the other women they're tired of her being violent and being a bitch, sorry. Um, and I just felt like maybe because Danielle came out recently saying that she's never going to be, you know, she's done with the Housewives franchise. She's just like out. I mean, she wasn't on officially, but she was just like, she was like the Vicky, you know, like she kept coming on, but she wasn't on. Um, so I felt like maybe this was the scene to say like, okay, like she's leaving. We never see her again. This is Melissa saying like, peace out, bitch. Like you're crazy and no one wants to deal with you. Um, so, and I have to say, I really like Melissa. She's probably one of my favorite housewives because she just is so real. And, um, I think she's just been around so long that she just really knows how to handle herself in situations like this. So she like shows up to like the smoothie place and they talk it out on these picnic tables. And, um, I don't know. She just carries herself in such a, such a beautiful way. Um, Danielle is so confused why the women don't want to hang out with her anymore and don't want to be around her. And she's like, you pulled Margaret's hair. What do you mean? Like, I'm, why are you confused? So then Danielle's like, well, Steven, like the boutique owner, like told me to. And then I asked Teresa and she said to do it. I was shook. I was like the audacity of this woman to like pull Teresa under the, or throw Teresa under the bus. Like, get out of here. We are done with you. I'm done looking at you over it. And then they show the footage. They show the footage. And I felt like this was very interesting. Why didn't we see this footage before? And because, I mean, if, if something happens like this, like the viewers know, maybe Melissa didn't know yet, but we at least knew. And then we we're like, oh, wait till you hear this, Melissa. But no, like Melissa and I were finding out at the same time. I was shook. And then it said like to be continued. Like I... And it's the finale. Like, it's going to get crazy. You see Teresa throw a drink and, like, you know, freak out. So, it's going to be such a good episode. I don't want it to end yet. The reunion is probably going to be insane. Um, Red wine is probably going to be thrown everywhere. And I'm just really looking forward to it. (laughs) So... I just wanted to do a little reality recap. I just had so many opinions about all the shows I've watched this week and I really wanted to share it with you guys. So hopefully you really liked it. But um, yeah, be sure to follow Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram. I post a lot of updates on there and just other pop culture news. So definitely give it a follow. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.